Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the chance to worship before your throne today, worship together. Lord, we look forward to that day when we can uh, worship you together in heaven, and uh, we, we uh, can worship with all of humanity uh, before your throne. And so, Lord, we, we thank you uh, for the chance to be here this morning and uh, the study that, uh, that uh, will be presented today. We ask, Lord, that it would be your words. And uh, Lord, I just ask you to speak through me, give me clarity of speech and thought, and uh, speak to, directly to our hearts. Bring us conviction and encouragement where we need it, and that would stir us to uh, act on our faith, and would stir us to, into a deeper relationship with you. But we love you and we thank you, in Jesus' name, amen. Jesus on Armageddon. Earthquake, fire, and volcanic eruptions. Will the world be engulfed in the war of Armageddon? Will our TV screens be filled with images of conflict, strife, and famine? Will there be unprecedented world financial collapse? Or possibly, will there be a global international conflict? By contrast, we read the Gospels and we see the love of Christ in ministry and, a, and dying for a lost world. It's difficult to harmonize these plagues with the love of God. And so could a loving God afflict people with sores and turn rivers into blood? Well, we believe the Bible and specifically the book of Revelation has the, these answers. That's why I like and why I believe what is up on the screen up here if it's in the Bible, I believe it, and if it disagrees with the Bible, it's not for me. First, we wouldn't expect that if these cataclysmic events are coming, that God would have a clear warning first. Wouldn't God give a last day message for, uh, before the plagues fall? Revelation 14, verse 6 says, I... Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel, to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. God's last day message, it flies to every nation, to every kindred, to every tongue, and people. God is love, and it sends a message of salvation, the gospel, the everlasting gospel, to every people on earth goes on to say, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment has come, and worship Him who made heaven and earth and sea and springs of water. Notice this last message leads men and women everywhere to worship who? The Creator God. Revelation 14:7 calls to worship the Creator has the Creator left us a symbol that He has created the world? Indeed, He has. What is that symbol that uh, we worship the Creator? It is the Bible Sabbath. Here is a call to all humanity in the judgment hour to worship the Creator by remembering the memorial of His creation, namely the Sabbath. Verse 7 talks about true worship. Verse 9 talks about false worship. 
Verse 9 and 10, Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand. Notice there are two worships. There is the true worship, worshiping the creator, and then there is the false worship, worshiping the beast. Revelation predicts a final conflict over true and false worship. True worship coming from verse 7, worshiping the Creator. And then verse 9, worshiping, a call not to worship the beast. The great conflict in the last days of earth's history is not a struggle in the Middle East. It's not a struggle in Jerusalem. The great conflict in the last days of earth's history is a struggle in the human mind. The great battle is a battle for the soul. It revolves around the issue of worship. The great battle in Revelation is a battle between Christ and Satan for the mind. It's a test of loyalty. It's a battle between Christ and Satan for your loyalty. It's a battle between Christ and Satan for your allegiance. It's a battle between Christ and Satan for your worship. That's what the final battle is all about. It is similar to the crisis in, that Daniel and his friends faced in their day. Nebuchadnezzar and the king of Babylon, they command, he commanded worship of the image that he set up to, or else they would have to face death. Daniel's friends had to choose between following a, a statue or bowing down to a statue, a counterfeit of divine truth, or boldly declaring their allegiance to God and suffer the wrath of the king. The same test will come again in the future. Revelation 15, verse 1, it says, Then I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them the wrath of God is complete. What is the wrath of God? Is, it, is God's wrath His anger? God's wrath is not His anger at sinners. It is His judgment upon sin. God's love is everlasting. Amen? And when people reject the warning message and begin to persecute God's people, threatening them with death if they don't follow the popular religious movement, uh, the wrath of God, His judgment on sin falls upon them. Wind, rain, fire, storm, the judgments of God fall on this world. So now what about the timing though? What is the sequence of these last day events? Well, let's read them. The worldwide preaching of the gospel. So first God has a worldwide message, the preaching of the gospel which goes to the ends of the earth. This gives every human being the opportunity to make a final choice for or against Christ. All humanity makes a final eternal choice. Three, the mark of the beast is enforced in the final conflict over worship. And God, God's loyal people, they lovingly obey Him. Five, seven, seven last plagues are then poured out. And then six, Christ delivers His people. So the gospel is preached and all humanity makes a choice. But what brings about this choice? Revelation 15 verse 8 says, 
No one was able to enter the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were completed. Jesus, in his final work, enters the heavenly temple. And in his final work, Jesus makes a final decree. Revelation 22:11. He who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he who is holy, let him be holy still. And so how many classes will there be? Two. Two classes of people. And what are they? There is the righteous and the unrighteous. There's the holy and the unholy, the pure and the impure. There is no middle ground. We've talked about this several times, that there is no middle ground. You cannot be caught in the middle. You either are for Christ or you are against Him. There is no straddle fence. You can't stand on both sides. You must make a choice. Your indecision is a choice against Christ. Sometimes people today, uh, they, they waver. They, they, uh, they kind of have one foot in the church and one foot in the world, and they delay in making a choice. But the final crisis that is coming upon our world, it will lead men and women to make one of two decisions, completely for Christ or completely against Christ. The final decree will go forth and God's message will go to the ends of the earth. The final decree will go forth and God's message will cause you to either make a choice for Him or make a choice against Him. Men and women will be saved or they will be lost. The door of probation will close and the seven last plagues will be poured out. Jesus will come to deliver His people. Amen? Revelation 16, verse 1, Then I heard a loud voice from the temple saying to the seven angels, Go and pour out the bowls of the wrath of God on the earth. Do God's people go through the tribulation? Maybe you've wondered this before. Am I going to have to go through the tribulation? Are God, do God's people in general go through the tribulation? Or are we saved from it? Are God's people delivered during this time of trouble? Do they live through it under the protection of the hand of God. These plagues are called the seven last plagues. And were there, were there any plagues before in the Bible? Yes, there were. Uh, where does it talk about those? In Exodus, right? When they fell upon Egypt, the Israelites were protected by God during the plagues that were poured out on the Egyptians. The Israelites lived through the plagues and were delivered at the end of the plagues. The, just as the Israelites were present through the plagues and delivered at the end of the plagues, so God's people are present and protected through the plagues and delivered at the end of the plagues at the end of time. Likewise, in Daniel's time, the three Hebrew friends, they said, we will not bow down to that counterfeit image and accept the beast power. By faith, they went into the flames. They said, we'd rather die than yield our faith. God's people went through the first plagues in Egypt, and they were preserved. They went through Nebuchadnezzar's fire, and they were preserved. Notice further what Revelation says of those who, re 
who are redeemed and stand with Christ in heaven. Revelation 7, starting in verse 14, these are the ones who come out of the great tribulation. And so what do these people come out of? The great tribulation. It is a multitude so large that, not, that it can, no one can number them. They had faith. They hung on with all, when all around them there were things crumbling. There was financial collapse. All nature was in turmoil. Persecution by God's enemies was continually coming at them. They came out of this great tribulation and they stand at God's throne victorious. Amen? I'm going to be one of those people by God's grace. Amen? God pre preserved them through the tribulation just as He did in the stories in the Bible and just as He will do for you when you give your life unreservedly to Him. The seven last plagues. And so there is a much deeper message though in these these plagues than most people actually have ever imagined. And so, what are those seven last plagues? First, there are sores. Sores from head to toe. And the Bible uh, describes them this way. Revelation 16, verse 2. A foul and loathsome sore. And so, those who enforce the mark of the beast say, unless you take the mark of the beast, we are going to physically afflict you. They say if you want to be physically protected, then you must take this mark of the beast. The first plague is a physical affliction. Sores from head to toe. And so what those who promote the mark of the beast promise, they cannot deliver. The first plague has a much deeper message than we have ever understood. Do you know what the first plague is saying? It's saying there is no physical security outside of Christ. Church and state unite. Pressure is applied to God's people. The authorities declare that they are going to physically oppress you unless you receive the mark of the beast. But it is those who receive the mark of the beast who are physically afflicted by the plagues. Jesus is our protector. Listen to his promise for his people. It says in Psalms 46, 1 and 2, you can claim this promise all the way through to eternity. It says God is our refuge and our strength, our, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried away into the midst of the sea. Friends, we don't have to fear that there are terrible calamities afflicting the physical bodies of men and women and the natural disasters that are afflicting the earth. Because God is our refuge. God is our strength. Our, all of our physical security is in who? In Jesus. That's right. And so number two is that the seas turn into blood. The Bible says of the second plague, Revelation 16, verse 3, Then the second angel poured out his bowl on the sea, and it became blood as of a dead man, and every living creature in the sea died. So now can you, can you possibly imagine what would happen if anything like this ever occurred? If the sea actually became like blood, and if every living thing died in the sea, what would happen to the 
to international shipping? What about the fishing industry? What about the billions of dollars in the tourist industry? It would be, it would destroy the economy of the world. But those enforcing the mark of the beast say that they can, they control whether you can buy or sell. They say all economic security is in the beast power. What does the second plague say? It says that the only economic security that you can have is in Jesus Christ. Look at the third plague. It's, all about, it's also a message about Christ. Rivers turning to blood. Revelation 16, verse 4. Then the third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and the springs of water, and they became blood. And so why did God do that? Why do the rivers and springs of water become blood? What is water a symbol of in the Bible? Water is a symbol of life in the Bible. Revelation 16, 5 and 6, it says, And I heard the angel of the waters saying, You are righteous, O Lord, the one who is and who was and who is to be, because you have judged these things, for they have shed the blood of saints and prophets. And you have given them blood to drink, for it is their just due. The enforcers of the mark of the beast. They say, if you want your life to be preserved, take the mark of the beast. They can't deliver because the rivers and the fountains of water turn to blood, showing that all our life is in Christ. At end time, Christ is our only hope. He, he is our only hope for physical security, and Christ is our only hope for economic security. Christ is our only hope that one can preserve our lives. The Bible promised uh, for Christ, from Christ to His people in Isaiah 33, 16, bread will be given Him, His water will be sure. And so when the rivers and the fountains of waters are turned to blood, and the thirst and starvation spread through the earth, God sustains His people with food and water. Amen? Number four is a scorching sun. The sun scorches men. Notice how the Bible puts it. Then the, uh, in verses 8 and 9, Then the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and the power was given to him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat, and they blasphemed the name of God who has power over these plagues, and they did not repent and give Him glory. And so the plagues reveal that they have trusted the wrong sources. You see that in the fourth plague, the sun scorches them. Throughout centuries, there, have been, there has been a conflict over sun worship. And in the final days, there will be a conflict over worshiping the Creator of the Sabbath as and the sun's day. The fourth plague says all true worship is in Christ. Worship the Creator. It says worship the Creator supremely and only, not the creature. Don't accept a counterfeit system of worship. All true worship is in Christ. The Bible says in Psalms 91, 1-3, He who dwells in the secret place 
of the Most High shall, <clears throat> excuse me, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. Amen. And so God has a group of people who trust Him for physical security. God has a group of people who trust Him for economic security. God has a group of people who put their life in His hands. God has a group of people who trust Him for all of their worship. And He says, remember the Sabbath, and they do it. Number five is darkness. Revelation 16, verse 10. Then the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and his kingdom became full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues because of their pain. Light is a symbol of truth, spiritual knowledge, and wisdom. They have looked to the beast for light and truth, but the beast's kingdom is filled with darkness. This literal darkness on the seat of the beast is an appeal to you and me that all light is only from Christ. Psalms 119.105 Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And Jesus, Jesus says, John 8.12, I am the light of the world. Friends, if you want physical security, come to Christ. If you want economic security, come to Christ. If you want your life preserved, come to Christ. If you want true worship, come to Christ. And if you want truth and not falsehood, if you want light and not darkness, turn from any church system that teaches darkness and come to Christ. Literal plagues they reveal much deeper spiritual truths. Revelation 16, verse 11, They blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores and did not repent of their deeds. You would think that those rebelling against God when afflicted by the sores and the pain, the bloody water, the scorching and darkness would fall down and repent and plead for forgiveness. But the plagues show that it is extremely dangerous to turn from any teaching of God's Word that you know. If you do, if you do that, you will be gradually led into darkness. One step away from Christ leads to another and still to another. And so one compromise of truth leads to another compromise of truth. That's why it's not safe to compromise when it comes to God's Word. One compromise of God's Word leads to another one, and the plagues warn us to, uh, to look away from all that is contrary to the Word of God. Even if, even if it's a huge religious conglomerate, to look away from, uh, from God's work for light. And then number six is Armageddon. Now what is Armageddon? That's not a word that you'll find anywhere else in Scripture. So let's look at what the word means for, uh, first. The word Armageddon comes from the Hebrew root words Har and Megiddo, meaning mountain of slaughter. And so it's literally translated Armageddon, which means mountain of slaughter. And in the book of Judges, 
when his people were surrounded and doom seemed certain, God miraculously delivered them. The battle of Armageddon is not some battle on earth. Although there may be physical conflict leading up to it, it is a final conquest of Jesus Christ and the armies of heaven over the powers of hell and darkness. It is earth's last war. But notice God's promise to preserve His people. Psalm 91, 5 through 8. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. Why not? Because a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Amen? Friends, we can claim God's promises all the way through eternity. You can trust in God's Word. In Christ, we are secure. In Christ, we are sheltered and we are safe. In Christ, we have refuge. In Christ, we have fortress. In Christ, we are protected. A thousand can fall at your side. We need not fear. Look what the Bible says. Are we delivered before the plagues? Certainly not. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. So the plagues are the reward of, the, of rebellion. The plagues are the reward of disobedience. The plagues are the logical consequence, the natural result of a life separated from God on a planet separated from God, thus forfeiting God's protection. Now notice what the Bible says, because six plagues have been poured out, and then the Bible says after six plagues, verse 15, Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. So after six plagues, Jesus says, Behold, I am coming as a thief. So what sense would it make to say that Christ delivers his people before the tribulation when the Bible says he's coming as a thief after the tribulation? It would make no sense at all for the Bible to say Jesus is coming as a thief to deliver his people if he had already come as a thief before the plagues even began. During those seven last plagues, God protects his people. Number seven is the coming of Christ. And so during those seven last plagues, he is their refuge and security. During those seven last plagues, Jesus is all in all to them. And as the battle of Armageddon takes place, as the final conflict and war occurs, the wicked finally try to triumph over the righteous. Unbelievers try to finally destroy believers. Satan's wrath is poured out on God's people. Jesus comes as King of kings. Amen? He is the mighty deliverer. The seventh plague climaxes with the coming of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, Revelation 7, 16, 17, and 18, Then the seventh angel poured out his bowl on, into the air, and a loud voice came out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. 
It is done. Sorrow is over. It's done. Heartache is over. War is over. Sickness and suffering are finished. It is done. No more heartache. No more disappointment. No more tears. It is done. It is finished. Amen? <clears throat> Revelation, uh, Revelation 17 and 18 goes on to say, And there were noises and thunderings and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such a mighty and great earthquake as had not occurred since men were on the earth. And so all of earth begins to heave and to shake. Planet earth is now being delivered from the bondage of sin. These are the birth pains of a new world. The Bible says in verses, supposed to be 20 and 21, Then every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. And great hail from heaven fell upon men, each hailstone of the weight of a talent. So this hail, these hailstones weighed about 66 pounds. This is heaven's artillery. Here are God's people. God's people are protected by Him. They have found their physical security in Christ. God's people have found their economic security in Christ. Their lives are hid with God in Christ. They have found true worship in Christ. They have found Christ is the source of their light and their truth. He is their refuge from war and pestilence. The wicked try to annihilate them. But here there is a great earthquake and every mountain and island is moved out of its place. Jesus Christ streams down through the corridor of the sky. Hailstones come down and crush the wicked. Christ comes on His throne as King of kings and Lord of lords. Christ comes as the master of all of the universe. Amen? The righteous are caught up to meet Him in the sky. They are changed into immortality. The righteous dead are resurrected. The righteous living ones are caught up to meet Him in the sky and the wicked are destroyed by the brightness of His coming. Christ is their security. He has been their security in times of trouble. And through all of this, the centuries, friends, it's time to make a decision. If you're on the fence, make a decision for Christ today. Don't wait. Don't put it off. The longer you put it off, the easier it is to put it off. If there's things that are standing between you and God, standing between you making a decision for Him, surrender it fully to Him. Because the longer you wait, the easier it is to delay and to push it off. Jesus is coming soon. There is no time to wait. There is no time to delay. Make a decision today. A number of years ago, an Australian lumber, lumberman was returning to his home after working in the woods. And as he got closer to his home, he smelled smoke on the horizon. A fire had completely destroyed his farm. 
As he was looking through the still smoldering ashes, he found the charred remains of, mother, of a mother hen. And as he stood there looking at the mother hen and looking at the charred black old rubble, in sorrow he removed the hen's remains with his foot. Out from underneath the mother hen, four little chicks scattered. Mama gave her life to preserve those four little chicks. Friends, the Christ who died for you on the cross is not going to let you go during the time of tribulation. The Christ that bought you with his blood on Calvary is not going to let you go during the time of trouble. The Bible says in Psalms 91.4, He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His strength shall be... your shield and buckler. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. You can put your trust in Christ. You can put your hands in the hands of Christ. You can flee to, the, to Christ today in all of your troubles. He will safely take you through your time of trouble and He will preserve you until He comes. You can flee to this Christ today when your faith is weak. He will strengthen you. He will strengthen that weak faith. And He will place within your heart a deep commitment to serve Him. You have nothing to fear in your heart when you are one with Christ's heart. If your mind is one with Christ's mind, get your eyes off of the trouble, get your eyes off of the difficulty, get your eyes off of your addictions and put them in Christ. Put your physical security in Christ's hands. Get your eyes off of making money and, putting your and put your economic security in Christ's hands. Get your eyes off of the temporary pleasures of life and put your life in Christ's hands. Put your worship in Christ's hands. Follow Christ's truth. Follow the truths that He's been showing you night after night. Put your whole life in Christ's hands because God is going to have a group of people, not one or two, not thousands, but the Bible says a multitude that no one could number who will find Christ as their refuge. They will find Christ as their security. They will find Christ as their hope and they will come out of the great tribulations. Friends, you can make it by God's grace. All the demons in hell cannot take you out of Christ's hands. You and Jesus can make it through the great tribulation. Friends, I want to be on Jesus' side, don't you? Friends, if that's your desire, would you stand with me? And before we pray... There's some of you that have been thinking about baptism. 
Some of you made some decisions last night to be baptized. And if you either made that decision last night or you would like to make that decision today, would you just raise your hand with me right where you're at? Amen. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, you've seen those who have raised their hands. Lord, they've surrendered again. Lord, it, it needs to be a daily thing. Lord, maybe there's some others that are still trying to figure out what your will is for them. Lord, make it clear. Lord, we thank you for the message today. And we just, we want to put our faith in you, our trust fully in you. We look forward to your soon coming. And no matter what lies ahead, Lord, we know that you're on our side and that you're fighting for us. And that you're there to protect us. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.